0: Good evening to all of you out there at home. Uh, I'm Jared Smith of the Carolina Weather Group out in Charleston, South Carolina. Wanted to bring you up to speed on uh, some potentially significant tidal flooding that's going to affect uh, Lower South Carolina, including the Charleston metro area, as well as parts of uh, southeastern North Carolina up into Wilmington over the next several days. And uh, As you know, we're going to have a a new moon coming up uh, at its perigee, which means it's making its closest approach to the Earth. So that's one that's one ingredient. We're already going to get high tides out of this. Um, The second ingredient, though, is going to be strong northeasterly winds building in uh, with a wedge of high pressure moving into the area. We're going to have winds uh, out of the northeast along the coastline for the next few days and those winds are going to get stronger as the storm system develops offshore and moves northeastward uh, as we get into thursday friday and saturday um, and so that is going to continue to drive a lot of water ashore and uh, keep this flood threat particularly high so let's go into what's going on with the weather here um, we're going to fast forward ahead to thursday and uh here's thursday's weather map uh, at thursday morning uh 8 a.m. Uh, we see a cold front offshore. We see low pressure developing uh, in a, roughly over the Gulf Stream, uh, well off of the South Carolina coast. You'll we'll also see centers of high pressure around um, right there up in uh, Maryland and, and Pennsylvania. And this is, the, this is kind of that wedge. This is the high pressure building in uh, from the north, and you get those northeasterly winds around the, that part of the high, that southwest, the southeast side of that high. Yeah, northeasterly winds and what happens in that situation is that you start to get buildup you get water loading and you get build up there where you're going to see flooding now we're going to see flooding tomorrow but it's going to get really serious on thursday and friday as we start to see these winds really start to kick up there potential for gales offshore definitely uh, hazardous for small craft across much of the carolinas so if you've got some boating plan not a good idea over the next few days uh, for sure. So uh, again, here's th- you know Thursday's weather map. Also note that we have some showers in the area. Slight chance of showers here as you have some overrunning over the wedge, um, potentially generating a few uh, rain showers as well. And maybe even some snow if you get high enough, um, a wintry mix or snow if you get high enough into the mountains um, in North Carolina. So certainly something that'll be interesting there. As well, so let's go into Friday now, and let's take a look at um, you know, let's take a look at what we've got on Friday, and you'll see that high pressure wedge staying in place, and a new area of low pressure begins to develop off the coast of Florida along a stalled cold front. This is going to, again, it's going to move northeast, kind of uh, paralleling the wedge, and where we see these isobars, you see, you see these little isobars, you see how they get tighter and tighter. That's that's going to speed up that wind, and continue to drive water onshore. And we could be looking potentially at an 8.5 foot tide Friday morning in Charleston Harbor, and that is as high as it's been since uh, Thanksgiving weekend of 2018. To give you a general idea of, uh, and it certainly be the highest tide of the year. We've yet to have any major flooding events uh, in downtown Charleston uh, so far this year. We've had a couple moderates, but um, certainly the majors have been have been held at bay. this point but that looks like it's going to change so again so here is friday's weather map this is 8 a.m friday and you can see that tight pressure gradient and also note the green chances of showers in the area and if and if we get some bouts of heavy rain 8 a.m friday We have to be concerned about the potential of that making that flooding even worse. So that's certainly something that we're going to want to watch very closely uh, for our friends in downtown Charleston. And then finally, here's Saturday. And Saturday is a little beyond the range of the tide forecast, but guidance continues to hit on the potential for very high tides, 8 to 8.5 feet. Uh, potentially, we had some guidance. There's a, the, the high end of the probabilistic guidance went as high as 9.2 feet. I don't think we're going to get that high. Um, but you can clearly see that the Weather Prediction Center still has this really sharp pinch gradient along the coast here with the potential for some showers as this low pressure continues to move north northeastward um, around this high. And, um, and, and again, you see the high here. Flow around the high in the northern hemisphere is going to be clockwise, and so that is going to drive northeasterly winds in here. Flow around the low in the northern hemisphere counterclockwise, and that is going to just keep that northeast wind really uh, pounding on us over the next few days. So what does this mean uh, for flooding? So here is the uh, AHPS forecast uh, from the National Weather Service. This is the Advanced Hydrological Prediction service, I think I got that right. Um, But this is basically the tide levels at Charleston Harbor. And um, this evening we topped out around 6.73 feet uh, at the time that we're putting this on. Tomorrow morning, it looks like around 7 a.m., we should see the tides get in a minor flood stage, approaching moderate flood stage around 7.4 to 7.5 feet. So we're already going to start to see some travel disruptions uh, tomorrow morning in the Charleston metro area in the early side of the commute. And again, keeping in mind that in in the early side of the commute, we're not necessarily going to see, you know, the highest water levels. But 7.4 to 7.5 feet is enough to close some roads. It's enough to cause some problems getting off the peninsula, the Charleston Peninsula, into West Ashley uh, off of Highway 61. It's certainly going to be uh, potentially problematic there. So that's something that we're going to need to watch. But then, you know, we're going to do this again on Wednesday evening as well. So right around 7.4, 7.5 feet. It's about 7.22 p.m., um, roughly there. But then as we get around 8 a.m. Thursday, this is when it goes bonkers. I, I believe the, uh, the weather service in the discussion this evening used the word, the tides will go berserk. So there you go. Uh, but you can see we have these tide levels beginning to get right up into that eight over that eight foot that major flooding threshold and this peaks out around 8.3 to 8.5 feet on thursday morning around 8 a.m so again this is the heart of the commute this is um this is water that is high enough certainly to close roads in downtown charleston but also certainly high enough to cause problems even on places like james island you know uh, harborview road can be in in spots vulnerable to tidal flooding when we start seeing water levels get to a certain point. We can start to see some tidal flooding develop on Daniel Island. We can see tidal flooding certainly impacting areas along Shem Creek and Mount Pleasant. So again, we're gonna see areas that don't normally have problems when we talk about coastal flooding are gonna have some problems on Thursday morning. As we get into Thursday evening, it's not gonna be as bad, but again, right a little after eight o'clock on Thursday evening, we're gonna still get in a moderate flood stage it's going to be dark out and you're not going to be able to see where you're going uh, with that so you got to be careful with that too and be ready to use alternate routes in case you encounter a flooded road now all this to keep in mind that this is salt water too and so this is going to have significant negative effects on the bottom of your car uh, if you do drive through this stuff so we urge you to look for alternate routes to be prepared for that and be prepared for the possibility of commutes taking quite a long time On Thursday morning and then on Friday morning weather service forecast has it at 8.5 feet so that's going to range about 8.4 to 8.6 feet and this is getting right into that territory um, somewhat right near uh, where we're starting to think about highest since 2018 and if this verifies this would be a top 10 tide in the Charleston Harbor so so that is something that we certainly want to be watching very closely Uh, Over the next few days. And again, we're going to have problems with high tides probably well through the weekend. Uh, So, again, something to keep an eye on. I would not rule out at all the potential for major coastal flooding again on Saturday morning, as we saw earlier, that pinch gradient uh, continues to affect the area on Saturday morning. Um, Guidance is again, as I mentioned before, guidance is showing us, you know, some potentially really uh, high numbers. Uh, It could be again in that 8.4 to 8.6 foot range. So certainly something that we're going to want to watch for downtown Charleston uh, over the next few mornings in particular, but really any time of high tide, we could see some uh, coastal flooding issues. So that's something that we're going to need to keep an eye on closely and something that I'm going to urge everybody to keep up with updates. Obviously, it's very hard to predict water levels. A lot can go into this. A lot does go into this. If the winds are stronger than expected or, you know, wind directions and strength often can you know, make certainly uh, wreak havoc on a tide forecast. So this is all subject to change. But right now, this is what we're seeing. And this is a, a certainly a concerning potential for an event. Uh, and as I mentioned before, too, this is not just going to be a Charleston problem. It's going to also be an issue for areas along the Cape Fear at Wilmington. And so, again, getting into, uh, you know, you get into Wednesday and Thursday, we see we're going to stay in minor flood stage here in Wilmington, but we're going to get tides up to around 6.3 feet, peaking around peaking around there uh, Thursday morning and again on Friday morning. And when you get around that height, we start to see some problems around the uh, USS North Carolina Road uh, and points around there. Um, So certainly, again, that's going to be something that we're going to want to watch closely for our friends in Wilmington as well as you may have some travel disruptions of your own uh, depending on where you're going around there. Again, not expecting quite the uh, serious work, uh, serious levels here, but considering that the record is nine feet and considering that we're topping around 6.3, I mean, that's, that's not, that's nothing to shake. it's nothing to shake at here, uh, folks. And we're going to be getting, you know, you're going to be getting closer to moderate flooding than not, uh, with these. So certainly something that we're going to want, uh, people to be watching out for very, very carefully, um, as we get into uh, the next few days what does this look like for sensible weather across the carolinas again as we as we pointed out before there could be snow in the mountains uh it's going to get chillier and chillier we may not get out of the 50s in the charleston area on friday that is certainly a possibility that is the current national weather service forecast so um you know sweaters get them ready uh get the warm rain gear ready uh, you know, something with a little fleece lining. I got I got a nice little jacket with a fleece lining and, a, and a, a, you know, kind of a, the windbreaker material on the outside polyester on the outside. And uh, boy, we're going to need it. I think we're really going to need it. So again, that's something that we're going to be keeping a very close eye on over the next few days. Um, as we you know, as, as this coastal storm develops and moves northeast again. It looks like that the worst of the rain impacts are going to stay potentially offshore. But again, if that wobbles closer to the coast, we may be dealing with increased rain and as a result, an increased risk of flood problems uh, across the coastal communities. So, again, we're going to keep an eye on this for you. Uh, we'll, we'll have updates periodically throughout the week. Uh, I update my, my website for the Charleston area, chswx.com. Um, and you can always catch us at Carolina WX Group as well on uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube. And uh, we'll have updates for you as needed uh, throughout the week. So until then, uh, stay dry, stay warm. I'm Jared Smith in Charleston, South Carolina, signing off for the Carolina Weather Group. Have a lovely evening and a pleasant tomorrow.